Hello everybody and welcome to the second introductory uh, mini-sode of Agents of Farsight. Today, tonight, whatever you are listening, I guess, doesn't matter when we are. Um, we are going to hear about Aelin, Nicola's character, who is from the third realm of the multiverse. Um, and we'll do it a little similarly, a little similarly to how we did Aaron's slash Red's, um, Charlie. Yep, I'll remember you guys' name eventually. <laughs> um, so Nicola has a background to read out, and then we'll talk about her character and yes, such things. Uh, from the time I was a young child, I had heard the fantastic stories about my ancestors, who defended Praetor and the realm on the brink. Never did I believe that I would be alive to witness the same bloodshed, terror, and tragedy that they had experienced. The first era of blood flow was the beginning of the chaos between immortals and mortals. Living creatures cannot help their insatiable desire for more. After all, they're vulnerable to the desires of the fiendish ones, but that's a story for another time. They cannot possibly be blamed for an entire era of war, can they? The second era of blood flow where my angelic ancestors fought alongside demons and mortals, left deities stranded in their avatar forms to roam the realm, confused and alone. The third era of blood flow introduced the terrifying power of godborn technologies created from the bones and flesh of dead gods, which were empowered by ancient goddesses. Gross. I'm glad that I've never been asked to wield any of these dangerous weapons. Scary and gross is definitely not my favorite combination. But back to this story. This third era ended with the creation of the prison of law. This prison was created deep within the realm to capture the, cha the chaotic ones and seal them away to finally create peace in Praetor. It was the only separation between the lives in Praetor and the Chaos Incarnate. Thankfully, there was temporary peace, until recent years, when the minions of Chaos were once again released into our world to wreak havoc. My mother, sister, and I worked alongside each other for years. As descendants of the Heavenly Angels, we were responsible for protecting mortals. As members of high-ranking Seraphim House, we were responsible for being the best in the community, and for proving it. My father joined a secret group whose mission, I was told, was to delve deeper into things unknown to stop the wars forever. We had caught him many times meddling with strange rituals and mumbling to himself. I was not aware of what exactly this signified, but I was told it was very secretive and to not speak freely about this behavior or the efforts of his group. They were focused on finding a way to defeat those that came out of the prison, and that was all I was allowed to know. While on one of their missions, I followed them. I wanted to save him from himself and whatever evil they were facing. I only remember walking in on a strange ritual. It was pure madness. Upon seeing my father, I had no choice but to interrupt and get him out of there. Unfortunately, I woke up alone with no recollection of what had happened next. We do not know where he is, and it weighs on my heart every day. I haven't been able to raise my wings without a struggle since he disappeared. Because of his actions, my family is now dishonored, loathed, and mocked by everyone in Praetor. I have to reclaim honor for my house and find my father. I had assumed that I was called upon to be a Farsight agent because of my skills as a writer of wrongs and a do-gooder in the face of evil, but I now know that it was because of whatever my father and his group were attempting to find and destroy. I now know that all this is bigger than the threat of Praetor and probably even bigger than the war between angels and demons. Very cool. So you actually mentioned a lot about Praetor, which is really cool, yeah. uh, so I don't really need to go over that. Essentially, Praetor... There aren't many actual gods left uh, for the audience, and those that are are either um, just insane with loneliness and despair, or actually literally insane. Or um, turned into weapons. 
Or yeah, the dead the dead corpses of the gods that fell have been being turned into weapons. Some of which are turned against each other as fiends fight the seraphim, but with the unleashing of those things in the the prison, they work together using those weapons against those. Uh your father he delved into weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh and that's not great. No. Um so yeah, you were you were recruited by Farsight because you survived. I thought it was because of my mad skills, but definitely wasn't. <laughs> nope. Um, definitely has to do with luck and living through such whatever it was. Um, and we can explore what you remember as uh, things pop up. That might trigger memories. Should be fun. Oh, yeah. I already have plans. <laughs> <laughs> um... So why don't we talk about what your mechanically what your uh, what your race gives you? If you want sure. to pull out your character sheet, yeah, totally. You can double whammy this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my character, I am a diva and an angelic seraphim. As a diva, I'm a descendant of a heavenly angel, which is what I said before. I'm kind of like somewhere between a messenger and a warrior, so I'm I'm still powerful, mm-hmm. um, but I do still have wings, yes. um, functional wings. Um, we like to save people. We don't we don't like to just you know leave evil where it is. Yes, we can't leave it alone. You're very goody goody folk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so, uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, okay, so the grace and honor part. Um, I have an inner voice that t- talks to me when I'm dealing with an adversary. So I I have to fight fair, even if it's someone who is completely evil. So if they, if I come across someone who is completely evil but is sleeping, mm-hmm. I would need to wake them up before attacking them. Yes. And if they are unarmed, I will not hurt them to the point of killing them. Very strong code of honor. Yes. Uh, terrifyingly honorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Good that... thing you have an atomic warlock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. Um, so, I mean, that gives me a better spirit role for sure, yeah. um, which is awesome. My heavenly countenance gives me a plus two to charisma because my character is super hot and has wings. So because of my uh, additional charisma points, I'm definitely the one that goes and speaks to people. I'm sort of the spokesperson of the group, aside from the fact that I'm the only one that looks even relatively normal. Um, (laughs) Right now. For now, exactly. (laughs) Aside from the wings. You know, that's, I mean, that might turn some people off, but whatever. So, um... I do have the seraphim magic, which makes me a, like I said, kind of a warrior, but at the same time, I automatically have um, a healing spell without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, for the audience, it's kind of think somewhere between sorcerer and cleric. It's like sorcerer, wizard magic, but. Based off angelic powers. Right. Um, So I have, you know, my power points that kind of speaks to, like, the sorcery points in Hmm. D&D. 
but I can use them for healing as long as it's within an hour, the golden hour of them getting hurt. Um, I have my magic bolts that I can use to hurt people, which we found out in one of the episodes, depending on where you are listening, <laughs> um, came in quite handy. I'm sure it will again. Yes. Um, and you specifically, your magic bolts are capable of marking targets right. to make them glow in heavenly light for your allies to right. more easily attack. Right. Which I think is very ironic that I ended up with the character that has this because in most of our D&D campaigns, I end up having fairy fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have this cool thing that I had actually forgotten about until I was rereading through stuff today. Um, that I have this invigoration thing that I can give to my comrades because of my angelic seraphim magic instead of the diabolic seraphim because I could have picked either one. Mm -hmm. So the invigorating is that I can, it costs a PowerPoint for me to give them, but if I succeed, I increase a character's vigor. Yeah. With the caveat that it uh, decreases, it says it has an effect on their toughness. So I'm assuming it, it makes their vigor higher, but decreases their toughness. No, it would make their toughness higher. Oh, it um, does. Okay. Yeah, because it makes, if I remember correctly, these are alpha rules, guys. These are the ones I made up. It increases your vigor by one die type, right? Temporarily. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which would increase toughness by, um, by one. Okay. No matter what the scenario is. Um, okay. Oh, and it says in <clears throat> addition to that, which is going to... This is going to come in handy now that I know that it's a thing. They remember it's a thing. Yeah, that would be um, uh, on your heel. Yep. And it also allows the target on the next turn, they can ignore any wound penalties, which is pretty cool. Yes. So I feel like that's going to come in handy where we're at right now. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come in handy forever. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, so what other, what other skills did you take in relation to your... Your background and what type of character you're playing. Um, do you mean like my hindrances or? Uh, we can go with your edges or your hindrances, but I was okay. I was thinking uh, your actual abilities. Like what? Oh, what did okay. you throw skill points into? Sure. So my skill points got thrown if we start at like what I picked, having a D4 versus having nothing. Yeah. Um. So I picked fighting under agility and mm -hmm. also stealth. And you carry around a like very large spear. I do. Yes, Albert I have a spear. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's which is why we keep calling her a Valkyrie, even though she's not <laughs> right. Because there is a Valkyrie build. Yes. Just for any haters, like you know, if Michael is listening, he would have. Yeah, said if something. you're paying attention to all the details. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm not a Valkyrie, even though I might sort of seem like one. Yes, she might color herself one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once in a while. Um. Then for under smarts, I took a general D6 mm -hmm. under smarts, um, but I took a D6 in healing, a D4 in notice, mm -hmm. um, a D6 in denial, and... That's right. Your character is going to be very much, nope. Yeah, very nope. much, nope, don't agree with no. that. That's just craziness, and we'll leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> And that was something that I, I actually put a lot of thought into when when we were discussing what the denial meant as a character who does have this angelic side and, you know, has this I came from angels thing and believing in gods and all of mm -hmm. that. Um, it's very easy to think that my character would be like, no, like I am not. I'm ignoring that. 
that doesn't the exist unknowable in my life. that can't be exactly. real. <laughs> that's a that's a thing that's doing that no. thing over there. No, that's not real. There's got to be a god behind it or something. <laughs> exactly, it's a trick of the light. Yeah. It's just you know whatever. Um, I There's also nothing past the gods. <laughs> exactly. Um, I also took a D four in realms. I'm not sure what that's going to give me at some point, but yeah, every everyone uh, has that from their far side. Oh, okay. So that's like right, your cool. knowledge of. Uh, all the all the stuff in your manual. Oh, okay. All right. So that would be how I knew that it was the realm on the brink instead yeah. of just. So you would it. know the titles that Farsight has given them. Got it. You would know all like even beyond the three realms that you are from. You would know the other six in that book. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> um, under Spirit, I took a general D twelve because my magic needs you are to be full of that holy light. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> my magic needs to be my most powerful attribute. Um, I also took a D6 in Persuasion, a D6 in Daring, and a D12 in Arcane. You are very multi-faceted Gonna try character. to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... As long as you don't roll poorly. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, we found that out last time, too. Um, in Strength, I didn't take anything, but in Vigor, I took a D6. And then that was it. So, I wanted my character to be pretty well-rounded, for the most part, but I definitely was taking into consideration background. and Yeah, and you definitely focused on magic. For sure. And being a face. Yes, exactly. Which, I mean, I think that it's... speaks to the Valkyrie yes. thing. But it's just <laughs> the fact that I don't have a sword and I just have spells instead of a sword. Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to go into, like, the hindrances yeah, and stuff Yeah, so now? what did you take for hindrances and edges? So the main hindrance, one of the major hindrances that I was forced to take because of my character build yes. to begin with was the fight fair one that we talked about, the Code of Honor. Yep. Um, the other major one that I took is called Heroic. Um, so I can never say no to a person in need, um, which I'm sure will be a problem. She's a do-gooder, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a do-gooder. Um, my minor hindrances, the first one was that I am loyal and I never leave anyone behind, mm -hmm. which that came across the last time, too, which you owe me a Benny for. You told me you were going to take right. one. That's right. <laughs> We're playing the session after this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't leave anyone behind, which is super important. And also, my other minor hindrance is that I'm cautious and I'm never rash, which also kind of came up last time, too, because mm -hmm. we the other characters in our party don't really want to have a plan. They kind of just want to just go, <laughs> um, which is fine. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> And yet you're the least paranoid of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what are your edges? So the edges... So you, you took the Seraphim Magic as one of them. The only... I I think I only... Yeah, the Seraphim Magic and Did the, you take another one? I think I just had you one. You just threw skill points in there and I stuff? think I... Well, I took power points. Oh, And I know that's right. one. So, yeah, you buffed I, your power points. And I think I only had one. Probably. Yeah, I don't think After I had that, more than one yeah. for that. Yeah. Because um, I automatically had other stuff. Like, I yep. feel like because the healing was probably one of them that I would have had to take. But because my character already had it, I probably only got one. Yep. Which makes sense. What else is there to talk about? Let's see. I gave Aaron a homework assignment for more background information. Uh, you, I want to know. You said you and your mother and your sisters worked mm -hmm. on stuff? Sister. Sister. One, one sister. Uno sister. Uh, for next time, I want you to figure out, I want your family's names, okay. like your family members' names, but also what you as a family, aside from your dad, obviously, yeah. um, we're working on. 
Okay. And what, like, the point of it was. Okay. Yeah, working working alongside them, um, not a specific project, meaning, like, our occupations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, big, big. If you had a big single project you were working on for years, that's cool. Yeah. If not, if it was a bunch of little projects with yeah. a focus of, like, I don't know, if you were apothecaries or potion makers or right. whatever. Cool. Cool. Will do. Um, and that is Aelin. Hello again, friends. Wandering Alchemist here to wrap up the second minisode on the road to Agents of Farsight. As the weeks continue to move forward, you will learn more and more about the 27 realms and what the purpose of Farsight is. In case you have missed it, you can also learn more by checking out the entries from the Farsight Agents Manual located at www.thewanderingalchemist.com. There, you can learn what our agents were taught during training and get some insight into the realms. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at agents underscore farsight to stay up to date with new episodes and other news relating to the game. Next week, we will introduce you to Aaron's character Wilma, a gnome whose stint as a teacher left her missing a friend, missing some memories, and just a touch mad. See you then on Agents of Farsight.